Macworld Podcast, number 20, special edition, January 10th, 2006. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Macworld Podcast, and this is our first of a series of podcasts from Macworld Expo. I just got back from the Steve Jobs keynote, and there was a lot of new stuff that he announced Big news, of course, is that the iMac and the new MacBook Pro will have dual-core Intel chips in them. And Steve was saying that the new iMac is going to be running two to three times as fast as the last one. The new MacBook Pro replacing the PowerBook is going to be running, he said, up to five times as fast. We haven't been able to get the hardware into the lab yet, but as soon as we do, we'll put them through their paces and give you those numbers and let you know what happened. In addition, Steve also talked about the updates to iWeb, iLife, uh, some of those programs. There's a new update for you podcasting creators out there. If you're going to be using GarageBand, it's going to be a lot easier now. And they're cr- they have a new program called iWeb that goes together really well. So you can make a throw up a web page, throw up a podcast very simply. Also, new features in iPhoto with photo casting allows you to use RSS to stream photos and get photos out to your friends and family really quickly and really easily. Uh, So we've got all that covered here at Macworld.com. So we'll have links in the show notes. Be sure and check out all those articles if you're not here locally and can't see these things live for yourself. So without any further ado, I'm going to cut right to some audio that we recorded from Steve Jobs' keynote talking about the new transition to Intel. So what's different? Well, what's different is that the new iMac Intel processor is two to three times faster than the iMac G5. Two to three times faster. And that is because we are building in Intel's latest and greatest technology, the new Intel Core Duo chip. This is an amazing chip that's got two processors on one die. It's a dual processor and a 2 megabyte L2 cache. Each of these processors is in itself faster than the G5, and there's two of them. And we're building this in to the new iMac. And as a final product announced in the show, Steve Jobs also replaced the entire PowerBook line with a brand new MacBook Pro. And we've got an excerpt from the keynote right now. And so today we are introducing a new notebook computer that we are calling the MacBook Pro. It's a new name. It's a new name because we're kind of done with power and because we want Mac in the name of our products. So MacBook Pro. And this is the new MacBook Pro. It has an Intel Core Duo chip in it, the same as we're putting in the new iMac, which means that there are going to be dual processors in every MacBook Pro. So, what does this yield? This is hard to believe, but this is what the numbers tell us. Four to five times faster than the PowerBook G4. These things are screamers. 
Steve Jobs also discussed some new features to GarageBand, including audio ducking, which is where a music track can automatically be lowered to make way for a voice track, and also integration with iChat so that you can do interviews over iChat and have it fully integrated into GarageBand. And of course, this integrates all perfectly well with the brand new iWeb. And here's Steve at the keynote talking about the new features in GarageBand. We've added a lot of great stuff to GarageBand, but I'm going to focus on one thing to demo today and to talk about, and that is we have added a podcast studio to GarageBand. We think GarageBand is now going to be the best tool in the world to create podcasts. All right, so this is going to be my podcast here. Let's see. Hi, I'm Steve, and welcome to my weekly podcast, Super Secret Apple Rumors, featuring the hottest rumors about our favorite company. I have some pretty good sources inside Apple, and this is what I'm hearing. The next iPod will be huge, an 8-pounder with a 10-inch screen. Also, Apple's working with other companies to get iPods everywhere. Well, that's all for today. See you next week. Steve Jobs also announced some brand new software as well. The major development was a brand new program called iWeb. iWeb allows you to very easily and professionally produce web pages, blogs, podcasts, all of that kind of stuff. And we've got a clip from the keynote for you again right now. Now, we've got these great five applications that are part of the iLife suite. And what they're all about is allowing us to express ourselves creatively. Right? Our music choices, our digital photography, our digital movies. And we want to share these things. We want to share these things with our friends. We want to share these things with our families. And increasingly, we want to share them over the Internet. Right? That's what photocasting is all about, which is terrific. But increasingly, a lot of us want to build a website and share these things. And so today... We are introducing a sixth app in the iLife suite to allow us to do exactly that. We're introducing a new app that's going to allow us to share our digital photos, share our digital movies and video podcasts, to share our tastes in music, and to share our blogs and other types of podcasts as well with people. And we call this new app iWeb. After the keynote, I sat down with Macworld Editorial Director Jason Snell to get his reactions from Steve Jobs' keynote. All right, Jason, we just came back from the Macworld Expo keynote with Steve Jobs. What do you make of the new Intel transition? Well, you know, it was about six months ago that they dropped the bomb and said that they were going to Intel and that they would have system shipping by that time next year. And I think everybody sort of thought, well, Apple tends to like to do surprises. They were going to bring it out early. And that's what we got. I mean, we got the iMac, which I think surprised some people because they just revved the iMac a few months ago. Um, But I suspect now we'll, in hindsight, we'll look at that and say they were basically laying the groundwork to put an Intel processor in there. And um, I think most interesting is the new, uh, i got to get used to saying this, MacBook Pro, which is the replacement for the PowerBook line, which has been with us for something like 15 years. Um, 
and that that's huge because the the uh, speed of the old PowerBook G4s was just not they were long in the tooth they the, the they never got a G5 in those laptops and now with this you know Apple's talking about f- uh, as much as 5 times as fast as the old PowerBooks so i think that's going to really blow people away and uh, you know pros who rely on laptops anybody who relies on a laptop on a PowerBook today uh, i think they're going to eat that product up now but at the same time he did talk about that there was going to be sort of a delay in releasing products that were going to be fully universally compatible, as they were talking about. And, you know, it sounded like, I mean, he was, he was showing off Photoshop, and they said that, you know, it, was, it would be running a bit slower. And, and there were some stuff that's running native, but for all the apps that people are using, particularly the non-Apple apps, it's going to be a while. So do you think there's going to be, are people going to jump right into these new laptops, or are they going to wait? Well, the interesting thing is that, Mac OS X and the apps that come with Mac OS X and iLife and iWork are universal, meaning they run on both PowerPC and Intel uh, today. The new PowerBooks, sorry, MacBook Pro, uh, MacBooks Pro, MacBooks Pro, I, I don't know. Um, the, the, new, the new laptops are out in February, and they said that their Pro apps are going to be running natively or universally in March. So there's not too much of a lag there. I think once the Pro apps are out in March, you'll also see the um, more Pro desktop systems come out. Um, Rosetta seems, we're going to do some testing. We can't wait to get our hands on these to do some testing about really what the issues are with Rosetta and how fast the universal apps are. Um, It looks like Rosetta is going to let you get your work done. And given the speed increase of those laptops, it may be that apps running in Rosetta on one of these new MacBook Pros might actually be comparable in speed to um, the native performance on a PowerBook. So we'll have to see, but I, I think in short order you're going to be seeing a lot of this stuff rev to, to support Intel for the Mac. I, I think it's going to happen fast. We saw today that the, the new Quark 7 beta is going to be a universal binary. It seems like that this is in some ways going to be somewhat of an easier transition compared to the OS 9, OS 10, and having to run all OS 9 stuff in, in emulation. Yeah, ab- absolutely. The The work that developers did to get their apps from OS 9 to OS 10 has gone most of the way to getting them ready to go to Intel. That that was the big chunk of work that they had to do. And since they've done that and everything's native on OS 10, the act of moving them to Intel, much easier. Um, the Rosetta uh, experience is much more like the PowerPC transition when we came from the 68,000 processors to PowerPC. It's not happening in a window. There's no weird classic mode happening. It's just happening in the background. It's actually, I believe, the same technology that's being used to play old Xbox games in the Xbox 360. It's this sort of recompiling on the fly for a new processor. And yeah, it's a little bit slower, but it sh- you know it should be usable in most cases, except when you're really needing incredibly raw speed. And at that point, you know you're still using a G5 with Photoshop on a big screen, and those people aren't going to switch for a while. Now, we didn't see what was rumored a new updated iBook, um, but they said that they were going to update, it seemed like they were going to update the whole line over the course of the year. So what's what's left? I mean, is, it, are there, gonna, is there anything that they could do that they were going to be, you know, announcing and surprising? I mean, if they're just going to be changing the things over. The iMac didn't really change very much except for the, the dual core inside, and, yeah, it's a bit faster, but he said the RAM's the same. You know, the, there are a few hardware upgrades, but it seems like there's nothing sort of really groundbreaking there. Well, I think there's a lot that's coming. I think this is going to be a really interesting year, and for people who are fans of new Mac hardware, I actually think this is probably going to be the most interesting year we've had um, maybe ever, certainly for the last three or four years. Um, I, I think the new iBook... 
which will probably be called the MacBook without the Pro. Uh, I think it, I think it's coming. It may be a more radical change, and if that's the case, I mean, it might be really small. Who knows? Um, the 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 new MacBook Pro currently is a 15-inch configuration. You got to wonder if that's going to be followed up with a with a larger version and a smaller version like the old PowerBook line. We still have the desktop system to come, and then the you know the Mac Mini is still out there and hasn't been touched in a year now. So there's a lot of interesting stuff that that's happening. And yeah, Apple's got a whole year to roll it out. I would be I would not be surprised if most of this stuff is taken care of well before the end of the year. Um, there may be one or two stragglers that are that are happening at the end of the year, but it's going to be a really exciting year for hardware, and I think it's going to be a pretty smooth transition um, as transitions go. It, yeah, there are going to be some bumps, and what I think we're all dying to find out is really what kind of speed boost is Apple getting? Because I mean, think about it; these are dual the, these core duo processors. We've not seen a dual processor laptop from Apple, and we've not seen a dual processor iMac from Apple. So. Um, the amount of power that these new systems provide is pretty remarkable, and it'll be very exciting to see what might happen in other product lines when Intel comes into those, too. Great. Well, Jason, I know you have a lot of work to do, and thanks for taking the time to be on the Macworld Podcast. Uh, thanks, Ruse. All right, and that about does it for our first week of Macworld Expo podcasts. It's a big week, a lot of news, a lot of stuff. Of course, you can find it all here on the Macworld podcast and of course, always on macworld.com. Also, be sure and check out our new blog, macuser.com and of course, the Macworld Expo blog itself. Got a lot of news and there will be no doubt more product announcements and more things to talk about later in the week and we hope to bring it all to you as soon as we can. Signing off from San Francisco, This is Sarus Faravar for the Macworld Podcast.